Hey, y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we're back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land since 2016, you've lent me your ears for the last 400 plus episodes, and I really appreciate that. So we are on day four of Kwanzaa, um, based on the principles of the Nguzo Saba, and today's principle is Ujama. And... I wanted to talk about that. It's cooperative economics, um, basically building and maintaining our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit together from them. I'm going to give you my interpretation um, within 10 minutes, prayerfully, because <laughs> y'all know when I want to talk, I'm going to talk. But I always want to give my take on it, right? It's really important because I remember going to a museum. Was it the Auburn? It was in a museum on Auburn Avenue. And I think I saw a stat, and I want to make sure this is right. It was the Apex Museum that's over there on Auburn Avenue, and it's still open to this day. And it basically is talking about the Sweet Auburn District. And for those who don't know, that was a successful black um, business district or business residential district, too. I mean, because Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood home is on Auburn. So um, it was just talking about that era and what it used to be. And it's very inspiring. And the stat that I thought that I heard, and if I remember correctly, I'm going to double check it. Yep, that's correct. Basically saying that the dollar circulates a mere six hours in the black community. Six hours. So if you woke up... (laughs) For by the time you woke up in the morning and by the time you probably commuted to work, took your lunch break, that was probably six hours. That's how long the dollar stayed in our community. And that is, it's a lot. Um, there's, there's not enough words in the dictionary that could describe how painstakingly disappointing that is. And I've seen a lot of different takes over the last eh, 10, 15 years about what we, especially as black folks, should be doing about this. I want to be very careful with how I choose my words with this topic because it's very sensitive. But it's a very... I don't want to keep using the word nuance, but it is. It's very deep. It's a deep conversation. And... To really understand it, you have to go back to the historical context of how our communities have started. We went from being a source of economic empowerment for other people to having to go against a lot of different things and obstacles and barriers to try our best to be self-sustaining only to slip further into negative net worths. And there's a lot of talk about capitalism, capitalism can't save us and things like that. That's not where I agree or disagree because I have a lot of opinions about the system, but a system that is capitalism. Because again, in my profession, I I work with folks who unfortunately, I mean, all of us honestly are affected by it, you know, in, in various ways. But sometimes the people that really need assistance, like mental health assistance, sometimes it's not coming from like a medication. Sometimes it's because people need their rent paid. Or they need money for groceries. You know what I mean? So I have a lot of 
thoughts when it comes to black folks capitalism and how we survive and thrive and things like that especially in these times as inflation continues to rise so i have my own things that i work through in terms of my own thoughts but what i will say is maybe the best thing that we could do on top of you know wanting to cooperate in cooperative economics is educating ourselves properly on what it means to be financially literate and what it means to be financially stable in the different contexts that I just mentioned. What does it mean socially? What does it mean um, historically? What have we come from so we know where we are and we know where we want to get to? A lot of times I don't I see it, but I don't like I see a lot of start a business, start a business. OK, well, what if these folks don't know how to start a business? LLC. OK, well, can you tell folks what the meaning of that is or tell them how to find out about those things? My thing is I'm all about foundation, right? Even with spiritual homegirl, I'm, I'm a lot of foundation. We got to figure things out first before we move forward. But you got to That's the foundation piece. It's I love the concept of cooperative economics and even community healing. But we have to have foundations as individuals. We don't have to be experts. We don't have to be super successful individually. But we have to at least know what we should do to get the foundation correctly. So in my example that I just mentioned, when it comes to community mental health, I'm all for community mental health. I'm 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 here for all of it. But we have to at least tell folks on the micro level, the individual level, what are some ways they can get access to care without issue, relating it to cooperative economics. What are some ways that we could properly educate folks so they understand the context of what it means to be financially stable and literate and the power of their dollar? And then how can we cooperate? Because if we're all coming at cooperative economics from a place of different understandings or appreciations or values of what that means, then that's where we don't have the ability to circulate it longer than six hours in our community. The dollar that is. So my thing is, if you don't do nothing else, even if you broke as a joke this holiday season, because you probably don't spend all your money. No judgment. It is what it is. The, the, the end of the year is difficult for a lot of people. And then you got tax season coming up right afterwards. So it is what it is. But if you do nothing else when it comes to wanting to participate in cooperative economics, you can at least do your absolute best to try to educate yourself on what it means to be economically literate, financially literate, all of that, so that you can understand how you matter in this system. And even if you find out some things about the system that makes you just want to disengage, at least you made an informed, educated decision. So that's my take on what it means for Ujamaa. Yeah, I could have sat here and said, yeah, support black business, support black business. You need to buy black and all this other stuff. What what would it matter if we don't know why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at with mine. Like, no, like my dollar is to be respected. I'm not spending a dollar with anybody that does not respect me. I'm not spending a dollar with anything that doesn't make sense for the betterment of my life. Yes, I like a lot of uh, fun things I love to eat out okay i love me a good restaurant but you know i'm not gonna spin at a business that doesn't respect me or treat me decent simply because they're black either let's be clear i've worked in community but community service i've had a community service background all my life i've worked in customer service for a very long time so disrespecting people and expecting them to just support on the strength of color or, or race or what have you 
I'm I'm not. I'm not. No, no. I think some of the business principles, even when we talk about corporate economics, I think even that needs to be revisited. Foundationally speaking, running a business, what does it mean to want customers? What does it mean to how to treat your customers? What are your customer service policies? What are your what are your, your your systems, your frameworks when it comes to how you decide to serve and address your peoples? How do you navigate conflicts between your customers and yourself? So my thing is all about foundation. Yes, cooperative economics, that sounds great, but let's make sure that we at least understand the foundations of what that means and do our best to model it as best we can, whether it's individually, whether it's cooperating with each other, making sure everybody's on the same energy with you know what it means and and at least having a dialogue if y'all don't agree. To at least say, okay, well, this is what you bring to it. This is what you value. This is what I value. So how can we at least put that together to do what we need to do? And then if you have a business, understanding your foundation so that you don't get dragged by influencers that come to the city. <laughs> no shade. And I'm not being shady. I'm, I'm serious because it happens everywhere. Where people are not coming to your city, putting your business on blast because you don't know how to treat people. So, you know, it's it's really it, it really goes deeper than that. But... I told y'all I was going to knock it out in under 10 minutes. So whoop, we are almost there. So with that being said, y'all, I will catch you all tomorrow. Don't forget to sign up for our email list. Don't forget to subscribe to the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Don't forget to leave a review. And if you're talking about the post, or post the podcast on social media, make sure you tag me so I can personally thank you for listening, okay? This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, boo friend, trust the journey, trust yourself. And whatever you do, do it with love. Okay? Building your foundation included. Love y'all. Peace.